Hey, John from FatSexBlog.com here. Today, I want to get into the details on how I go about updating older content. The fact of the matter is, when I got started in this business, what I thought was a stellar article back then is not a stellar article. Not only that, over the years, things have changed. Google's evolved. Google has preferences for how it's going to rank content. So, long story short, over the years... There's going to be times where you're going to need to go back to your content and update it, improve it, whatever it is. You know, updating is really imp- updating any sort of information that was timely, say, four years ago, but needs to be updated now. Maybe dates need to be changed. Maybe new products need to be added, etc. Uh, improving articles would be going in and rewriting them, making them better, adding more content, whatever. Okay, and often. Uh, you do both with this, and I try to do both with this. Now, I want to talk about two methods that I use currently, okay? One is the quick and dirty hands-off method. That's the method that's probably going to appeal to most people because it involves less work, and it does a pretty good job. The other method is what I call the full workup swing and for the fences method. This is where you really got to just roll up your sleeves and dig in. Now, Improving and updating content with the with the full workup that that's that's a time intensive, labor intensive process, and often that's very difficult to outsource unless you hire a really good writer and just put them on it and give them instructions. You could do that for sure. Uh, often I end up doing it, and I I reserve this for really important articles or articles that I think have a really really good swing and for the fences chance at getting a ton of traffic. So I want to put my best foot forward. So let's get rolling with the quick and dirty hands-off method. This is really simple. Okay. Basically what we're doing is we're updating and improving content in a way that we can outsource all the writing. So we're not actually rewriting any content. All we're really doing here is adding new sections. Okay. So, and then you can outsource those sections to uh, whoever does your writing. And so, you know, basically you're going to give, assign an article topic and you're just going to have a, a brief outline of the new sections you want added. You can even specify and say, hey, make each section about 200 words or 300 or whatever it is. Uh, you can provide a full outline and then they're going to add it. So a really simple way to do this would be perhaps to add a whole laundry list of frequently asked questions pertinent to the topic of the article. And you can add that, either pepper it in throughout or you can add it at the bottom. Uh, if it's a more of a listicle type article, that's very easy to update. You could ask them to come up with just a whole new list if the, if the list like basically like that whole list that you have is old or outdated. Maybe it's a list of products and it's not very good. So you can just have them do a whole new list or you can have them just add to the list. I've done this quite a bit where, you know, the, the list is good, but it could use more. It could, you know, maybe there's a few you got to remove. Basically, my instructions would be research the list that's there. Get rid of the one. Tell me the ones that are that are no good, whatever the list Maybe if it's outdated or the product's gone or whatever, and then add to the list, do research and and make it more thorough and add to it and do the usual write-up for each individual. So again, I can outsource that very, very easily. Now, if you're going to replace a list, and this is common with product type listicles, all right, best gloves for whatever, the... You don't want to get rid of a lot of that existing content, especially if that article is already ranking well. So what I often do is I will create a a whole new list. So I'll put it at the top and it's the new list and I'll make a big point, you know, a subheading, uh, latest list, latest uh, list of gloves for whatever. 
And then, but I'll keep the old list below, and I'll say just for your reference, here here was our our initial list. And uh, sorry, some of these some of these products might no longer be available, but just f just for your reference, here's here was our original list, and I'll I'll keep that in the content. So that's I don't do it a hundred percent of the time, especially if the if the old list is like really bad. But if if there's some relevance to the older list, I'll push that down to the bottom. Make it very clear that this is the old list, and that you really you know readers should really pay attention to the new list. So that is the quick and dirty. You can just add chunks and it's very simple to do and it's great because you just copy and paste from the writer, plug it into the various sections of the article and hit update. Now, me being me, sometimes when I start doing this, if I'm the one who's adding these various sections into it and often I'll do because you know I'll have ideas where I want these new sections to go and so I'm going to actually do that quick updating. It doesn't take long. Sometimes I go into the rabbit hole and I end up what I thought was going to be the quick and dirty method, I start looking at the article and I'm looking, I'm seeing opportunities to actually make it do a full workup. And that's what I end up doing. And before I know it, a couple hours has passed, but I've ended up with a stellar article. So let's talk about the full workup. If you're going to improve slash update older content and you want to make it awesome, let's, let's say you're, you've got an article and it start, it's on maybe page two or three for a really sweet keyword and you think that this stands a chance of getting on the, you know, the top half of page one and maybe even position one in Google. So you want to put your best foot forward and really, really get this, get this content like by far the best on the web for that topic. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to do basically a fairly extensive rewrite. A lot of the rewrite is also going to be adding content, especially, you know, if you've, if you've, you know, it kind of depends. If if you have been super thorough and added lots of cool stuff to your content right right out of the gates years ago or last year or whatever, then maybe not so much. But for me, I have content five, six years ago that's not anywhere close to what I would do today for it to be stellar content. So, all right. So, the first, you know, basically you're going to do a, a rewrite if, if the writing's clumsy. And sometimes that's the case, sometimes it's not the case. So if, if it's clumsy writing, maybe outsourced to a not very good writer, and it's kind of clumsy. You know clumsy writing, it, it actually just kind of annoys me now. But you'll see stuff like uh, in the intro, let's say we're talking about dog beds. Every sentence starts with dog beds. Dog beds are blah, blah, blah. Dog beds can be this blah, 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 blah. Dog beds, when you go by dog you know it's like seriously like this is like what a grade three writes you know when they do a book report and it's like x book tells me this 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 you don't want to see that in an article it reads horribly it's annoying nobody wants to read it basically you have no credibility so you would consider a full rewrite and that's time consuming you can have a, a writer a capable writer dive in and actually just basically rewrite it or do it yourself uh, i do a mix of both okay so you want to get rid of the clumsy writing that's first and foremost Next up, you probably may need to improve your introduction. Neil Patel came out with an interesting video not so long ago where he was doing a, an analysis of uh, from, I think it was the, the recent July 2021 Google update, where he suspected that Google is giving some preference to articles 
that address the issue or the answer of the of the main keyword right in the first paragraph. So people don't have to hunt around looking for it, you know, if they type in a, a particular question. The answer is right there, right at the top. And I think there's a lot of merit to that approach. And in, in a roundabout way, I've been doing that for years by using a particular short code where I've bolted it at the top of all my content. And usually that uh, meta description will basically be a succinct uh, explanation of what that article is about. And in some cases just answered it. So I've done it a roundabout, not as, not as perfectly as I should have. So you may want to change your intro to just basically getting right to the point immediately. No meandering introduction. Now I'm coming across as a hypocrite because a lot of my content, both on fat sacks and many sites, I've, I put some effort into the introduction trying to open up with engaging, interesting stories and so forth, but that may not get to the heart of the matter as quickly as it should. And so I think these days, I think, I think Neil's on to something with this particular point of his, I, as a user of the web, there's a lot of times it's like, just give me the answer. I, I don't need, I'm not looking for engagement or an interesting article. I just need an answer. So I think he's on to something. So I think you could do a hybrid. And if you're going to take the time to do a full workup on an article, it probably is worth just adding. It only really requires one to three sentences right at the top. Usually most, most articles can be answered with a very quick, short paragraph and you can do that. And then you can launch into your interesting, engaging, uh, uh introduction. Maybe you have a personal uh, anecdote that you open up with. Maybe you have a bunch of statistics within the industry. That's in interesting. Yeah, I noticed Neil does that with a lot of content. And so you could, so basically you could do both of them. So you could provide the quick answer for those who want a quick answer. If somebody's just there and really wants to sort of dive into the whole topic, you can provide that. So you could do that. And that's probably a worth little addition to add to your article. So what else can you do for the full workup? Well, the full workup is a full workup. It's like going line by line through it. Okay. Obviously one thing these days, if you've been doing this now for a year or two, chances are you publish all of your content on a classic WordPress editor, assuming you use WordPress. Now, well now a lot of, a lot of, uh, sites, including myself, we're moving over and, and pu actually publishing in the Gutenberg blocks. Okay. So this is an opportunity to convert those articles to blocks. Now you don't need to convert every article to blocks, but blocks will give you an opportunity to really improve some of the styling. So if this is a really important cornerstone article, you might take the time to improve the styling. So for instance, let's say you use short codes in the past for adding various buttons for, um, conversion optimization for clicks to Amazon and you've created various whatever little design things, columns and so forth. This is an opportunity to maybe get rid of uh, short codes and, and old school type plugins and styling methods and switch and use the Gutenberg blocks for this. And that is uh, it, not only probably going to look better, it's going to help the page speed scores for that site, which is going to lead to another thing I think you really want to do when you're analyzing this very important content and reworking it is to actually run it through Google page speed and maybe GT metrics and whatever else and see what the score is and see if you can improve the score for that. And I definitely think that's worth doing. So if you can get rid of any old plugin stuff that you're using, embeds are killers these days. I, I used to use a lot of embeds, you know, various quizzes and maps and Google trends and all of this stuff. I, I don't think you want to use that stuff in, in your content anymore be, unless it's really important because it's going to slow down your 
your page speed and page speed is important. So you're going to want to look at the opportunities for these really important articles to improve the page speed for those particular pages. And it's pretty easy to do. So if you convert it all, everything over to Gutenberg, that's a very, very good start and just get rid of all the other stuff you don't really need. All right. The next thing you want to do is you want to look at the images you use. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you just used one one image and it wasn't very good three years ago, and now maybe you've you've you have now a subscription to some uh, image uh, stock image service, or you know there are a lot more free stock image options out there now than there were years ago. So you can improve your image selection there. Maybe you have a, a graphic designer on staff who you can have create some custom illustrations that's going to really enhance that work. I, I highly, highly encourage you to do that. Even if it's just hiring someone for a one-off gig on, on Fiverr, you could get them to create something pretty cool. I'm not talking like a full infographic. I'm talking maybe like you know small image size illustrations. That, that offer something cool, and you could do a few of them throughout the article. The other opportunity, obviously, and I've talked about this over and over and over, so if, if you've been paying any attention to any of what I produce and talk about, is incorporating any sort of tables and charts and that sort of thing that provides a, you know, a snapshot of some interesting information that's pertinent to the topic. So, uh, you, you know, tables are super easy to create and same with charts and Google Sheets. It's free. You can then easily download it as a PDF, uh, sorry, not a PDF, a ping, convert it to a JPEG and then add it to your site. And these, these are really valuable. They add some additional uh, real estate to make the post longer, which is good for ad revenue. But more importantly, it creates a much better article and you may have other sites actually linking to you and so forth. So but that's definitely worth doing if you're doing the full workup. And it's seldom that there's an article topic that you really can't figure out a way to incorporate some statistics or data or facts or any like, you know, sort of solid, really dense information relevant to that topic. Uh, it's, it's rare. Now, it's not to say I add all of that to every single article. Um, remember, we're talking, if this is a full workup, you want to go all out. You're swinging for the fences for maybe a really good keyword and and so if you're going to do the full workup, you're going to do the full workup. The next thing you're going to want to do, and maybe you would do this right off the bat, is you're going to want to do an, a new full keyword analysis and then what I call a keyword injection, okay? So uh, you would run the, the main keyword through your various keyword research tools. Currently, I'm using Ahrefs, Keyword Chef, Keyword Shitter, and AnswerSocrates.com. They are, uh, let's see, Ahrefs and Keyword Chef cost money. The other two are free. So, But there are lots of keyword research tools out there, and many of them are good. I just don't happen to use them all. So whatever you're working with, run your various keywords. And don't just do one, but do a lot of variations. Run it through there. And you're going to look for, uh, and you want to find a really good laundry list of additional keywords that you can incorporate into the article. Now, you, 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 you've got to be nuanced about this. You don't want to be keyword stuffing, but there may be, you know, some really, really long tail or questions or anything like that that should be added to the article that might help get additional search traffic because these are now added to those articles. And, and for this purpose, I wouldn't even pay attention to any search volume for these keywords. If it registers as a keyword, even if it says zero, you want to put it in the article and you want to work it. If it's a more important uh, long tail keyword, you could create it as a heading, as a new section within the article, uh, make it a heading two or three or four, and then do the write up underneath. So you definitely want to do a full keyword analysis as part of the full workup. I find that that's often helpful. It often, it often, uh, 
reveals to me a lot more content opportunities relevant to the article uh, rather than me trying to figure out, okay, well, what needs to be added to it? Well, just let the software tell you. And it's like, okay, well, the software is saying these additional sub, sub, sub topics are relevant to, to your main keyword. Okay, let's add that in there. Which leads me to then you definitely want to run this content through uh, what's called a content optimizer. Now, these are really popular. More and more sites are using them. I've been using them now for some time. And two really popular ones I prefer to use right now, Market Muse, but another good one is Surfer SEO. And they both basically do the same thing. And so you want to take this content. I would wait until you're more or less done the whole workup, okay? That's when I do this. And then it's like, okay, well, I think I'm done. It's good. I run it through the optimizer. And then the optimizer is going to suggest even more keywords and phrases and other elements within the article that I'm going to need. It's basically these optimizer are basically sort of basically comparing it against what other ranking sites for that keyword all have. And so if you can create the most thorough of all the ranking sites, then in theory, the theory is you are going to stand the best chance to rank number one because you considered the best article. Now, do I rely on content optimizers to like be the the magic that's going to rank every single article? No, it's not going to be the case. I I do have writers run every article through Market Muse, and I'm not ranking number one for every article. So it's not a sure thing, but it's just another arrow in the quiver to help your content be a little bit better. And it's pretty easy to use this stuff. I like using it. I also get further ideas to add even more content to the article. The other thing you want to do is you really want to look at your frequently asked questions. Now, this gets tricky, okay? FAQ is tricky because you could easily, for almost any topic, come up with 3, 5, 10, 20 questions that would be relevant to the topic. But then you're going to look at these questions and you need to assess, okay, well, does this topic, does this question deserve its own article? Or should I just put it in here and add two, three, four sentences and answer the question, okay? That's not so easy to do. What I've been doing, okay, is I've been incorporating them, almost anyone that that fits to the article, and I'll do a short answer because there's always a way to answer something in the in the short way, the short version. And then if I'm going to dedicate a whole article to it, I'll just add to that little little FAQ there. I'll just say and, and read our read our full discussion on this topic here, and then I'll publish actually publish the full the full question as a post. And then, so that's kind of the best of both worlds. Obviously, it's a lot more work because you're adding a lot more questions. And I certainly don't do that for every FAQ that I add to articles, but some of the bigger ones I do. So that's how I treat FAQ. Don't forget to uh, do the schema markup for your FAQ. Um, that's easily done in Gutenberg now. There are plugin blocks for that. And you want you want to add that in there. I think Yoast plugin has one built in. I don't use Yoast anymore, but so just Google. It's pretty easy to add schema markup for FAQ. You definitely want to do that because that's going to get you in um, in the in the Google search listings where they do that. I think it's people also ask, and it's going to be dropped down, and and it's more opportunities for people to come to your site. Other ways you can actually improve the, the the substantive aspect of your content is, you know, very easy ways would be to add quotes, and you could actually go and seek out quotes from experts within the niche, maybe other uh, big name uh, website publishers, or you can just read their articles and and 
pull a quote from there and source them or watch a video of them and take a quote from the video and source video. Always reference properly. That's that's definitely the way you want to go about things. Uh, you can incorporate jokes a little bit if you think you have an audience that's going to appreciate some some jokes. And then, of course, there's always your own stories, your own experiences that you can incorporate into this stuff. And, and that is actually fun to write. It's easy to write and it can really enhance an article. So if you have any sort of personal experience or some way you can tie in your personal, you don't want to get too revealing and get all personal and stuff, but you know, maybe lighthearted experiences pertaining to the situation. You know, if you're writing about dog beds and you have a dog, surely you've got some, you know, story that involves your dog with the dog bed or something like that. So you could add that in there. You don't want to make it 2000 words. You're not writing a, a novel on your own little story with your dog but you're incorporating a few sentences that that will add some interest to the article before you uh move on and and press the old update and maybe even update the date to the current date if you'd make a lot of changes is you definitely want to assess your internal linking and so you want to make sure you're you're linking out to very relevant articles on your site and you also want to check and make sure that you're linking to this article from all the relevant articles that you should and if this is going to be uh, a a really important article on your site and perhaps even a cornerstone you may even consider linking to it from your homepage. And I, I do that. I continually add more and more very important articles to the homepage. And that's going to, you know, that basically tells Google, hey, this is, this is a very important article that really leads to a lot of other parts on the website. And so it's on the homepage. All right. The last thing you really want to check out is your references. I already alluded to this. If you're going to use quotes or anything like that, you want to source the, you know, the people or, or entities where you've got those uh, quotes from, but for any of the content or facts or data, you, you need to be liberal with sources. I get, I often, that's a big complaint I have with outsourcing often is writers just, I tell them over and over, you got to reference your work. And I really want the references in the content. And then they just, so often they, they list them at the end. And I'm like, you know, the instructions were, you got a link in the article, in the article to wherever you sourced it. Because if you just list a, a list of websites, and, and often they just list the homepage, they don't even list the article where they got the little bit of information from. That's no good to anybody. References are there to provide readers additional materials on the subject and to show where you got credit for that, and then they can go and check the context of that. I mean, obviously, it's the it's obviously giving credit where credit is due, which is very important. We would I expect to get credit for where credit is due for my original work. And so I return the courtesy, but it's also for readers to be able to go get more context, more information on whatever that topic is. So I'm a real stickler when it comes to references as much as possible. I mean, I will accept endnotes, you know, where they list them at the end, as long as they link to the actual article, that's okay. Uh, ideally, I like my references and my sourcing done right in the article itself, like hyperlink the text that's relevant to what's being said and linked to the site. Now, I understand that that probably doesn't follow any of the technical style guides. Let's remember style guides were written back when print was the only way here. And so style guides work for that stuff. We're in the internet age these days. And let's face it, as a user, if I'm reading an article, I would much prefer the link to be in the sentence or of the few words that's that's actually where where the content or the whatever the quote was taken from so I could quickly link out to the page rather than try to figure out at the bottom 
uh, where you know a particular link went to and applies to what part of the article. Now, if you use the the little numbers and so forth, like Wikipedia does, that's acceptable. That's okay. It's just still not as convenient as a link right in there. So I know the style guides say one thing, and and if you want to follow style guides, I mean, you know, by all means, you're, you're correct, and, and nobody's going to take issue with that. But I just kind of look at it with a pragmatic view, and I'm like, this is how I like it when I'm reading this stuff. This is how I want to do it on my sites. That's it. My sites, my rules. Thanks for listening.